I'm Maggie Forbush, and we are people who sell stuff. No topic is off limits. I'm your sales and marketing expert, entrepreneur, and business and life coach. We'll be tackling what it means to be a human pursuing personal and professional growth through weekly discussions, as well as interviews with coaches, professionals, and of course, people who sell stuff. If you're interested in sales, marketing, and self-development, you're in the right place. Receiving an objection during selling. Ugh. That's my like icky shake it off noise. <laughs> I think we've all been there when you receive an objection and you don't even know what to do. Like you're just sitting there like, oh crap, what am I supposed to say now? And I know for me, I get like the major, you know, physical body reaction that is just like flee the scene run away. (laughs) When I was selling to doctor's offices, one of the hardest things my colleagues and I had to do was get past the reception desk. So those lovely people that greet you when you come into the doctor's office and they're like, oh, do you have an appointment? And then they tell you to take a seat and the nurse will be out for you. Yep, them, they are experts at turning salespeople down. They always start off very nice because they don't know if you are you know, a a patient coming in and then they find out you're a salesperson and like shutdown happens so fast, like just total light switch. And the funny thing is we were all very, very skilled at selling our product, but you first had to sell reception on the fact that you needed a meeting with the people that were actually going to be buying the product. And this was often the hardest part. And I made this mistake a lot. And it's also the most common mistake I see happen when people are selling their product or service or trying to close a client. doesn't matter what industry you're in. Basically, an objection comes up and you toss in the towel. You believe whatever they say, right? Like if they're like, today's not a good day. You're like, okay, today's not a good day. I'll see you another day. And you just peace out, right? Or like it's too expensive and you're just like, oh my God, here's another person that says it's too expensive. Like I'm done. That's it. There are no, right? Whatever that objection is, you believe it and you just give up, right? You believe them, you give up on the sale. And that's whether it's giving up on closing the deal, whether that's giving up and leaving an office because reception shut you down, right? Like you don't even try to handle the objection. You don't have the tools or the ability to say, okay, like what is the next step in this conversation where I can keep this conversation moving forward, you know, to get past this initial like, oh crap moment, there's an objection, right? So today, obviously we're talking about objections. We're going to be talking about how to handle objections um, and kind of this like general framework for handling them. And no matter the objection, this will help you keep the conversation open. It'll keep you moving forward towards closing your sale. First of all, I do want to say whatever objections you're hearing are likely objections you believe. The universe is very funny like that, right? For example, when I was trying to get past the reception desk, I held the belief that no one wanted to talk to sales reps. So at the first sign of the doctors don't want to talk to you, I was like, yep, there it is. No one wants to talk to me. I'm out. And I would give up. (laughs) Then I would leave and it'd be really uncomfortable. And I'd go back to my car and be like, I just drove for hours to get here. And now I got to go stop at like four more places and they're all going to kick me out. Right. But it was because I was giving up. 
Another very common example that I know people get a ton is price, right? If you have price drama about what you're selling, it very, very likely that that price objection is going to come up, right? So when you're in this type of headspace where you believe you don't have that belief in something that you're selling or you have these beliefs that people don't want to talk to you or that you have price drama or it's too expensive or what you're selling is like really expensive or whatever it is, right? When your head is in that space, objections feel like rejections. They feel like that door closes. But in reality, if you've gotten an objection, this is absolutely actually like a really good thing. Nothing has gone wrong. In fact, things are going well. An objection means that your prospective client is still interested. They just have a lot of unanswered questions, right? So when reception is like, oh, today we're really busy, you know, they could have just said, you need to leave right this moment or I'm calling security, right? Like that's, that's a rejection. That's like, get out of here, right? But when they throw out these objections, that's still an opportunity for you to provide more information, keep that door open, and move towards whatever that next step in your sales is. Okay? I also want you to know that everyone's default when they have a question or concern is always an objection, right? It's really difficult for someone trying to make a buying decision or trying to, you know, whatever, move forward to ask a specific question or concern. Instead, this is going to come up as an excuse or an objection. This is why you don't need to freak out, right? They have a question and now you have to figure out what that question is, right? So like I said, and it's this is worth repeating, everyone's default when they have a question or concern during a buying process is always going to come up as an objection, right? Your goal is to figure out what question are they actually asking? But I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm going to walk you through all the steps to become excellent at handling objections. So first, what do we do, right? An objection happens. Breathe, right? Count to three or five, whatever you need to do. Objections might cause you to have an uncomfortable emotional or physical response. I know for me, objections when when it comes to this right I have a very strong physical response like I feel the heat come up from my belly it like my arms tingle my face gets red and hot right like hopefully I've got really good makeup on or people are going to see my cheeks flush right so if you get really uncomfortable emotionally or physically or you have a response that's very strong it's okay it's totally okay I promise you that with practice and by like learning these steps, that's going to go away. But it's not going to just like switch off, right? (laughs) So it's okay to take a pause, gather yourself, right? You might even like coming up with a quick mantra to say to yourself. You know, for example, it might be like, I've got this, right? (laughs) Whatever you need to just like reset yourself of like, I understand that I'm having this physical or emotional response, we're good. Move forward. Okay. The next step, and this is like rule number one of objection handling, right? Is agree with their objection. Okay. We want to agree for a lot of reasons, right? But if someone says like, I need to talk to my spouse about it, 
you agree by saying something like, absolutely, you should definitely talk to your spouse about it. You're trying to create a safe collaborative space. If you disagree with an objection, you're, you're kind of making it a combative space and that can push your buyer away. That's why like when people you feel like if someone's selling to you and you start feeling like, oh, they're being really pushy, it's because they're not like accepting that you have these concerns or things are coming up and you feel like they're just push, 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 right? They're pushing you away. It's getting combative, right? But when you agree with them, they'll likely get a sense of relief, right? Like, oh my God, I pushed back. I said I needed to talk to my spouse and they were totally cool with it. This helps to neutralize any emotions that either of you, the buyer or the seller, might be having, right? This also shows that you care about them and their decision-making process and that you're listening, okay? So agree with their objection, whatever it is, right? Yes, this is expensive. This is a big decision, right? Whatever it is, right? Agree with them. That's going to let their, you know, let them kind of drop those walls of like, okay, this is still a safe place to keep talking, The next thing to do is all about asking questions, right? So first to address surface level objection that they provide. And then the second kind of phase is to uncover what the actual questions they still have are. So the surface level objection is always going to be something about their circumstances, right? Time or money, needing to consult with someone else before buying, needing more time to think about it, right? These objections really like are just fake, (laughs) okay? They are a cover for something else, but they do feel very real for your buyer. So you have to address them, right? Going back to the spouse example, so when you said, absolutely, you should definitely talk to your spouse about it. You then follow up that agreement with a question to get more insight on what might be going on. So the perfect question to ask would be like, what do you think your spouse will say? Right? So you go, absolutely, you should definitely talk to your spouse about it. What do you think your spouse is going to say? Right? And be prepared to ask multiple questions to fully understand what's going on. So you might stay at this surface level area of like, you know, what do you think your spouse is going to say and da da da. And you might uncover that they, ha- they have some dynamic there that kind of needs to be worked, worked through. Right? That's going to be one track of objection handling that you need to take. Or you might actually, they might then feel safe to say, like, I think they're going to have questions about this. And it allows you to, you know, really that person has the questions about it, but it allows you to answer those questions about whatever you're selling so that they fully understand what's going on or like what they're buying, right? And if you get stuck, you can always say, oh, why is that? And get them to explain further, okay? So sometimes you might not have the perfect question for them, right? And so it's good to have these little like, oh, why is that? Or like, wait, tell me more about that, right? Because it gets them to keep talking. And the more that they talk, you can then clarify and confirm what they're telling you, right? And you want to clarify and confirm what they're telling you. You want to repeat it back as close to word for word as you can, okay? You're going to reflect back to them what they've said to you, And then ask, did I get everything? Because this is an opportunity for them to correct you or add in additional information if they need to, okay? And it's it's very good listening skill to like mirror what they said back, right? So you're going to mirror that back 
pretty much as close as you can word for word and then say, did I get everything? Am I understanding you correctly? And like I said, what's beautiful about that is they will give you additional information if they feel like they left something out and you don't have to do any work. It's like how to be super lazy as a salesperson is just like ask really good questions and keep them talking, okay? And as I said before, objections are just questions from your buyer. So once you really understand what's going on, you can actually answer that question, right? Sometimes it might be clarifying part of your offer, or it might be realizing that they want something slightly different, right? Or they need some small additional piece to make them feel comfortable buying. If you have that ability, don't be afraid to create something for them, right? Like it might be a quick PDF guide, or maybe it's like one additional call that you need to have with them, right? It could be something very, very small that you're like, okay, not a big deal. It's more important for me to move forward with this sale. They're a great fit. And maybe other people will benefit from whatever it is that I create for them, right? But you won't know what that, you know, question is or what that potentially like little additional thing that will make it the perfect thing for them is um, if you don't ask questions, right? You could possibly walk away from a sale over something really small, like they just want like, can you give me an outline in a PDF form? (laughs) And you're like, oh, I walked away from the sale and all they needed was like something that would take me 10 minutes to create, okay? So you need to ask these questions. It's your job to really uncover what these things are that people are stuck on. That way you'll understand better. And even then you'll know what you need to do for people going forward and how you can potentially help them, okay? And now that you know the the question or the underlying questions that you need to address, you can address it, Right? And I always want you to use logic. So going into selling, when someone's having a sales conversation with you, there's this emotional level that they already want to buy, right? They're emotionally like, oh, I want this thing that's going to solve my problem, right? They want to buy, but they need help seeing that they have a logical decision to make. They need help determining here are the logical reasons why this makes sense, and walk them through that logic, okay? So stay away from those emotional sales. Those are the people that, you know, buy and then ask for a refund because they never put the logical bricks in place to say, like, this makes total sense for me, okay? And some pro tips, right? So their underlying question or concern is always going to come back to one of three things, and they're not, they're not, they're definitely not going to say it to you like this. They might, Hopefully someone will at some point, but they most likely 99.9% of the time are not going to give it to you straight like this, right? So the the three things it's going to come back to, they don't believe in your offer or product, or they don't believe that your offer or product will solve their problem, okay? So they have a problem, they want it solved, they're not seeing the fact that your offer or product is going to actually solve that problem for them. So they're going to ask a lot more questions or they're just going to be like, eh, I'm out, And you have to make sure that they actually understand how your offer or product will solve their problem, okay? They don't believe in you that you can help them or there's a lack of trust, okay? So that's a tough one. They're definitely going to not say, like, you're not the right person for me. Like I said, some people might, but typically that's going to come out in some sort of other excuse, right? So they don't believe in you. At some point, you have lost trust during the process, right? where they don't think you are the right person to be helping them. 
In some cases, guess what? You might not be the right person for them. That's okay, right? But you really need to make sure that, you know, if it seems like that is going on, that you try to rebuild that trust. Um, you try to rebuild that, like, I am the right person to help you, and this is why. This one typically comes up if you are not doing this more, like, consultative process, if you're being really pushy or, you, you know, you you do something that, like, rubs them the wrong way, right? So you really want to make sure, again, you're creating that safe space um, and listening to the person really well. So that's going to be the second concern, question or concern, the problem that they're trying to run away from. The third thing is that they don't believe in themselves or that they don't believe that the end result is possible for them. Okay, so your goal is to figure out which of these three things underlies that objection, right? Because if they don't believe in themselves or they don't believe the result is possible for them, that's going to be a lot different conversation than trying to rebuild trust in the conversation or trying to make sure that you have communicated your offer or product in a way that shows them that it'll solve their problem, right? The conversation will be very different. So your goal is to figure out which of those three underlies the objection. So again, it's they don't believe in your offer or product will solve their problem. They don't believe in you that you can help them or there's a lack of trust. And they don't believe in themselves or that the end result is possible for them. Okay, those are the three things it's always going to come back to. Also, make sure you understand the objection thoroughly before you respond. This is where I was saying mirror back to them what they're saying to you. Ask for more clarification if you need to. Constantly confirm that you are clear on what they're saying. Because sometimes they'll say something and if you jump right into like defense mode of like, oh, let me explain this better to you, they're not going to feel heard. They're going to pull back further, Okay. And put yourself in a place of curiosity, right? This can be fun. Like you're just asking questions. You're just trying to learn more about them, right? So be curious. When you're curious, you're going to ask all the questions, okay? And then confirm that you've solved the objection before moving on, right? And this can be as simple as like, did I answer that question thoroughly? Like, does that all make sense? You feel good on that? Okay, because you don't want to think that you answered the question and then be like, what else? And they're sitting there like, that didn't answer my question whatsoever, but okay, let me give you something else. Because then they're not going to buy. They're just like, "Eh, okay, get me out of this conversation. All right, the next pro tip is don't use emotions to swing a sale. I did mention this earlier, but this is something that's actually taught often or taught by some salespeople, sales trainer people. Um, And it's to dig into their pain points and emotions and how they would feel if they didn't achieve what they wanted, right? And when you do that, you get an emotional buy. And then those are the people that two days later, they're asking for their money back, or you're like dragging them through your process, or it's just a total pain in your butt, right? Again, you want them to make a logical decision, yes or no. And they need to feel fantastic about that decision. Okay? So it's not this, like, let's dig into their pain points and, like, show them how bad their life is going to be. Like, emotional stuff, yes, it does sell. But you're not going to get the buyers that are all in, that are not questioning, you know, their investment, right? You want the people that logically are like, I see how this is going to pay off. This is going to give me the ROI I want. 
this makes sense for me right now and it's going to solve my problem. This is the right person for me, right? Get them to that place logically, not emotionally, because emotionally they came in and they already wanted to buy. They're already there. Your goal is to logically talk them to it. And if you need to, um, this is, I guess, the final pro tip here, but if you need to, you can back up the value that you bring that directly solves your prospects questions with proof and testimonials. So you can share another client's similar story. That can go a long way. Um, I recommend trying something like, I had another client who was in what appears to be a very similar situation. Can I tell you what she did? Right? It's always good to ask for permission to share those stories. Um, you know, or like, you know what? I had the same thing. Can I tell you what was going on for me? Right? ask for that permission. They're always, they're going to be like, yeah, like, okay, tell me, you know, (laughs) because if you don't, if you just dive into like, oh, I had this other customer, they were exactly like you and this is what happened and blah, 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 right? It can come off like this sales Hail Mary last ditch effort. um, And it just can be kind of this needy pushy again, right? Like, and that's where people are like, oh, I don't want to come off as pushy. And it's like, ask for permission. When you ask for permission, you're not being pushy. No one's going to perceive it as pushy right? So this is the basic structure of how to handle objections. Um, And you're going to repeat this structure until all of their objections have been discussed and resolved. And again, always confirm that a question has been answered to their satisfaction before moving on. Okay. I know that at some point we're going to be diving much deeper into specific objections. um, But I know that every objection can be handled with this basic structure, right? Breathe, The first step, breathe always, right? Agree with them. Ask a lot of really good questions. Be very curious about it, right? Clarify and confirm what they're telling you, right? And then those pro tips of like really trying to uncover what is that underlying objection? Is there something about my offer or product that they're feeling doesn't solve their problem? Is it something about me? Are we not connecting? Or do they not believe in themselves or that this result is actually possible for them? you got to figure out where you're at on that. That'll drive your, your questions, right? And again, use logic here. Be very logical. Don't drag them through the emotional you know, mud. We don't want to do that. <laughs> no one feels good after that, right? So use logic. And remember, this is going to be a mindset shift for you. It's a practice in creating this collaborative space so that buyers can make a decision if your product is right for them. And this approach allows you to show that you care about the client and you care that you want them to be successful um, versus caring about the sale. A lot of times, I think a big mistake is that people are showing they care about the sale, not about the client and the client being successful. And when you care about the client and the client being successful, this leads to more sales, okay? This is going to allow you to close many more sales, have more clients, help more people. Happy selling, friends.